guys, welcome back. This is just a little further discussion with Ben from BTC Sessions after we recorded the rapid fire portion. I just wanted to ask him a little bit about what it was like being a content creator, managing a YouTube channel, and all the work that goes into it. So, hope you enjoy. Let's do it. I, just before I let you go, I want to touch on a couple of things about the work that you've been doing because, you know, I've never... I've never considered, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed making content, but it's always been to scratch my own itch. So I've never really felt like it was an obligation or anything. But, you know, I've obviously watched a lot of the videos on your channel and you seem to be very consistent. And now you're doing, or for a while you've been doing the daily thing where you're updating about, you know, recent and relevant news. I just want to know like a little bit of insight about what the practice of being consistent with creating content is like or has been like for you um i to be honest i've been surprised that i've uh kept it up um <laughs> it can it can get exhausting at times like when i started the channel in 2016 i just said to myself okay once once a week every week i need to do a a some sort of a video doesn't matter what it is and every monday there'll be a new one and so i i just I don't know what it was, but a, a switch flicked and I just did it. And I just said, every month, I have to do this. Like, and I knew if I stopped, then I, I just would never come back to it. So more or less, I haven't stopped in three years more. Three. And does, does the obligation suck any of the fun out of it? Or does it just kind of morph and change and it, you know, and it becomes, it changes? Yeah. So, or does it become like a, like a job that you kind of like, sometimes don't want to be at it yeah sometimes um you know to be entirely honest there's some days where i, I just don't want to make a video um right and some days i now that i do the dailies some days i just don't uh but um <laughs> but i do i do make a, a, cons, uh, a concerted effort to ensure that i'm i'm getting out um a number of videos a week what i found is i i try to really only cover content that I actually give a shit about. Um, if, if I find I'm forcing something that I don't want to do, I won't do it anymore. And, and part of the reason that I started doing some news stuff was one, I wanted to up the frequency of content, but two, I, I got a little disillusioned with the tutorials um, in that. So I, I started reviewing like products. So, you know, I, somebody would send me a hardware wallet because I, I wouldn't review coins because I don't want to shill ICOs and pump and dumps. So I, I just outright refused to do that. Um, but some companies would be like, Hey, we made a hardware wallet. Can we send you a, a sample to, to do? And then all of a sudden it got to a point where I had like a stack of hardware wallets and I was like, Oh my God, is this what the channel becomes? And, <laughs> and I was like, no, this is, I'm just not, is no longer a thing. If I don't want to review it, then I, I'm just going to refuse. Um, and so now I've started to focus on if I do a video of a, you know a tutorial, then it's got to be something I'm passionate about. So two that I did recently, which were some of the first tutorials I've done in a while, were uh, the cold card wallet and um, Wasabi wallet. Wasabi. Yeah. And so those two... I was beyond excited to finally pump those out because I was like, oh, this is, I'm stoked about these. These are great to use and it's something exciting. And, and so I created those and I put them out and I was proud to put them out. It wasn't like, whatever wallet this is, I guess. Um, 
So focusing on things I, I enjoy, and not only that, but with the with the news, I'll I'll kind of go through and I'll pick my articles of the day that I find interesting. And then as I'm reading through them, if I'm getting partway through the article and I'm like, this is kind of a nothing article, and I just, uh, I'm, do I want it to? And then I'll, I'll just hit the X on the tab. I'm like, screw it. I don't like that story. I don't want to talk about it. And I'll, I just won't. Um, so yeah, tr- trying to put the focus on things I care about is, is helping a lot. Well, I'm sure you have probably realized and experienced this yourself, but I mean, in this land, this media landscape where it costs nothing for anybody to just press record and, and publish something like the authenticity is, is so key and it's so obvious, you know? And I think a lot of people, and this, I, this is kind of another question, but a lot of people came into the space in 2017, right? People online doing videos and all this kind of stuff. And the one, I mean, one, I think a lot have subsequently left because they were only there because it was easy attention, let's say, for the time being. Um, but I think a lot got in on a very transactional basis. Like, I'll make a tutorial about a treasure and it'll get 100,000 views and, you know, that's great for me. I can monetize it or I can build on it or, or something like that. And I think the ones that stuck around, you being among them and, and, and others, is there was something more like yes it's it's helpful for you to try to educate your your audience but people that are you know scratching their own itch but doing it in a way that kind of brings their audience along with them is you know that's what people come for because the whole reason why or one of the main reasons why people are interested in this kind of new media landscape is because there's far less bullshit you know you don't mm. have to listen to a guy you know, with a tight tie on and a suit speaking in like a low voice and read off a teleprompter. You want to hear like what people are actually thinking and, you know, what yeah. their lives are actually like and the mistakes they've made and the things are, that get them excited. And I think in an attempt to like compete in that landscape and gain attention, people end up reverting to what they think people want to watch. And that might be effective short term, mm-hmm. but I think it has a short shelf life. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. Um, at the end of the day, if you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to do it for long. Um, and and people can kind of tell when something is is just for the money. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think I had the added benefit of starting the channel at a time when nobody gave a shit at all what I was doing. So it's clearly, you know, I, I you know, it took forever to get 100 subscribers. And, and, and so I was just excited when somebody would comment and I was like, Oh, so somebody watched a video and then took the time <laughs> to ask a question. Amazing. Um, so, so yeah, uh, it definitely came from a place of, I'm just going to do this because I enjoy it. And, and so I want to try and keep that, that spirit to it over time, as I'm sure people that have stuck around have the same kind of sentiment. If they're still, if they made videos through the entire bear market, then they're in it for something other than the money. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Ben, last question. Uh, what's the origin of BTC sessions? I, I saw like one of your early videos and I think it might be related to music because you were, you were performing music, like a, a jam session of sorts. Yeah. And BTC was somehow integrated like it was also an education party for bitcoin or yeah something, I'm, or? I'm impressed that you uh, or for artists to get paid sorry yeah an easy way for artists to get paid yeah oh, disintermediate man. the the, the platforms. you did your did your research you know <laughs> the origin story i'm <Damn> right <laughs> um yeah no th- so 
originally I was I was trying to find my niche of how the hell I could fit into the Bitcoin space because I was like, I mean, I'm not I I can't code. I'm not going to develop an app. I'm in, you know, I'm not an economist. So what can I do? Right. And so I have a, a background in, in the arts and I know a lot of performers and I've performed before and I was trying to put together, I ended up doing a couple events um, at home here at, at just local venues. And the way we did it is we got a bunch of local artists to put on a, a show. Um, but each artist would have a, pictures of them around the venue with an overlaid QR code. Anybody who bought a ticket would, by default, when they walk through the door, uh, be taught how to set up a Bitcoin wallet and receive $10 worth of Bitcoin. And that Bitcoin could be donated to the artists on stage throughout the performances just through the QR codes. In between, cool. we talked about Bitcoin and kind of how it worked. There was a Bitcoin ATM there so people could play around. And so it was kind of like a learning party with live entertainment in between. And so that one was called the Bitcoin Sessions, um, it, you know, in relation to like, uh, I, I, I don't know, there's like AOL sessions and stuff. You know, there's lots of sessions-esque music type stuff that has happened right. online over, over time. And so that was kind of the inspiration there. And then as I kind of lean towards education myself i just kind of i i changed the um to make it a little simpler and yeah just went with btc sessions and then went from there and uh and and that actually that that stuff was way back like that was like my third video or something and i actually did it on my other old youtube travel channel um first i had some bitcoin stuff that i was doing before i made this new channel and so did you end up doing any more of those types of like music and education sessions or was it a, a one-off? Uh, we did two. We did two of them. Um, and I mean, they were, they were both a lot of fun. I think it would be cool to revisit that down the line. There was a good number of people that came out to them. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's something to be said for artistry coming together with Bitcoin. And I've seen it a lot with like, like physical, physical art, but um, I like the music side of things too. And I, I think it'll be cool to see that kind of come to fruition over time. Same with dance as well. I think that could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, it's going to affect everything. So it'll be cool to see what kind of a marriage takes place between this new tech and social phenomenon and dance, art, music, whatever. Yeah. Um, is there much of a, community in calgary like at this point you as far as bitcoin goes uh yeah it's growing um there's there's uh calgary is very kind of there's a lot of i guess white collar kind of stuff here is corporate um leaning stuff so there's still very much this kind of blockchain lean <laughs> on things um right however uh, again, like the company I work with for Bull Bitcoin, it's it's just full on in your face maximalists, and so we kind of we Trojan horse ourselves into a lot of these blockchain meetups and and help try to be like, yeah, you did say that thing, but also there's this legitimate point here. Um, <laughs> so so I mean, like we just we just try to plant those seeds so that you know. 
a group full of 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 corporate CEOs are not going to take kindly to somebody coming, you know, kicking in the door and being like, everything you're talking about is bullshit. But if you can plant those seeds of like, hey, these are some of the key points that make Bitcoin important. And then they look at those key points and they see that they're not carrying over to Project X that they're looking at. They may start to put it together. And that's kind of the goal there. All right. Well, Ben, thank you very much again. Uh, wish you all the best in your, your future endeavors. I'm sure, or actually, I hope we have the chance to do a, a proper sit-down face-to-face meeting or interview someday. 100%. But until then, I wish you well and uh, have a great day. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. I'm glad, glad I could come on.